Girlfriends, episode number 318, How to Make a Big Decision. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week we're talking about those times when you need to make a big decision. I've got some ideas to share with you. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, glad you are here. Thanks so much for being here with me this week. If you're a first time listener to the Girlfriends podcast, I want to give you a special warm welcome. So glad you are here and checking this out. If you are sometimes or all the time listener, I'm glad you're back. Always happy to connect with you right here on the podcast. So this week, we're going to be talking about how to make a big decision. But first, I just wanted to give a shout out to my newest book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, published by Ascension. It was recently named a finalist in the Association of Catholic Publishers Excellence in Publishing Awards. So I'm pretty excited about that because, I mean, it's always nice to have your work recognized in some way. So I was thrilled when I got this email from Ascension saying that I was a finalist. Um, The winners are going to be announced later in June, but when I clicked over to see the other finalists in my category... Let me tell you, I am not holding my breath for me to win this category because one of the other books in the category is a book by Pope Francis, okay? I mean, this is not fair. Like, he should get his own awards, like his own own category in the awards, like books by popes, you know? Like... Anyway, it's, I, you know, I do not take these awards too seriously, but um, I, I did find that was, it was really kind of fun to, to get that information and, you know, just to have the book recognized in that way. So if you have not checked out Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, you should. It's available on Audible. It's available on Kindle. It's available in good old fashioned paperback. would love for you to check it out. It really is a book that's about Finding God in the Everyday, that tagline, where I talk about all the different ways, sharing my own personal stories um, of ways to connect with God, whether it's through joy or sorrow or pain or loss or um, any kind of struggle that we might have, but of course, through, through prayer and sacrifice, all the normal ways that God calls us to grow closer to Him in every moment of every day. So this book very much was an exploration of my own in a personal way of looking for ways that I can be more aware of God's presence in my everyday life. And I hope that by my sharing these stories, I'm encouraging you and inviting you to look more closely at your everyday moments and the ways in which God is truly present to you and seeking to connect with you in every moment of every day. So that book, again, is Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. The link is in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. All right, so this week, we're talking about how to make a big decision. And um, I've got six different ideas that I'm going to share with you here. But first, I want to give a shout out to another book by Ascension, which is called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. It's by Bobby and Jackie Angel and Father Mike Schmitz. came out a couple of years ago, and I had the opportunity to interview uh, Jackie Angel here on the podcast about it. And I mean, that book was great because what I loved about it was it really encourages you to you know, yes, pray and discern, right? But then don't worry. And I think that's the reminder we all need, especially when we're making a big decision. The temptation is to just fester about it and uh, really just have anxiety about it. So I'll have a link in the show notes to that book. Um, But here are some ideas that I wanted to share with you. Whether the big decision that you're making is about 
whether or not to homeschool your kids or whether you should take a certain job or if you should go back to school or if you should move to a different city or change your parish. Like These are things that sometimes we spend a lot of time thinking about because they're important, right? And um, a lot of times in parenting decisions or decisions that might affect our marriage or our, our everyday work, these are important things. So it's tempting to maybe stress too much over them. So the first idea that I want to share with you about when you're making a decision is to know that you can change your mind. Sometimes I think that the the anxiety it, that we have over making big decisions is unnecessary because we're kind of building up anxiety because we're thinking We've got this anxiety about the unknown of the consequences of what we might decide, but we're kind of unconsciously thinking that whatever we decide is irreversible. And about pretty much everything in life, that's not true. Most things are reversible. Yes, it might cost you time, energy, money, pain in the neck, whatever, embarrassment, I don't know. But you can change your mind about most major decisions that you might make. Most things are not truly irreversible decisions. So whatever it is that you're stressing about, like let's take one of those, like um, whether or not you can go, you should go back to school. So that's a big decision and it would affect your family. It would affect your work. It would affect your time and energy. And maybe you're balancing many different factors trying to decide that. But let's say you do make the decision to go back to school and then you spend six months, you know, trying to balance your your coursework with your regular work, with, you know, your home life, with your marriage, with your kids and their school or whatever. And it's a complete nightmare and a disaster and you're just miserable. You can decide to stop doing that. Like you can not go back to school. You can pull out. You can decide that that didn't work. Or um, I even I even know somebody, a close friend of mine, who made the decision together with her husband. They they took a job in a new city and moved their family, you know, a thousand miles away, and it didn't work out. And it was a, a bad job for them for a number of different reasons. They didn't like the the new location or their their new house for a bunch of different reasons, and they moved back. So, I mean, you know, those things happen. And so I think sometimes you can give yourself some relief from all of the buildup and anxiety and worry that sometimes gets pent up about this by just reminding yourself that nothing is truly irreversible. Yes, it might cost you something to make a decision and change your mind, but often you can change your mind, like whether or not you homeschool your kids. People stress a lot about whether or not to pull a kid from school or if they're homeschooling their kids, whether or not to put a kid in school. And I understand that because it is a big decision and it has a, a lot of a lot of serious consequences, whatever you might decide there. But in the end, you can reverse that decision. You can put your kid back in school or you can bring your kid back home to homeschool. These things are flexible in a way that sometimes I don't think we readily recognize. So that's the first one. Give yourself a little breath of relief by just understanding, knowing from the start that you can change your mind. Okay, number two, of course, I'm going to tell you to pray. <laughs> That's in the title of that book, Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. Pray about it. A lot of times we stress about making a big decision, but we somehow feel like it's all in our own hands. We've got to make this decision. We feel the burden of whatever consequences there might be to this decision. But have you really brought this issue to God? Have you asked him his opinion? Have you asked for his direction and his guidance as you're making this decision? 
Spend some real time focused on that. You might do a a novena that's particularly focused on making a decision. The nice thing about the novena is it kind of puts a timeline on when you're going to make the decision at the end of the novena, right? Um, Or, you know, decide that you're going to go to adoration and, you know, an extra time or go to an extra mass during the week and offer it up for that intention of asking for God's direction and guidance. Are you asking him to guide you? Sometimes we can feel like, yeah, we'll give lip service to the idea, oh yes, God's in control and God's will be done, but then we act as if, and in our own minds, we believe on some level that we are entirely in charge of our circumstances and that we're making decisions and we're going to bear the burden of the consequences of those decisions. But that's not true. God is truly in charge, and any level to which you think you are in control of your life is a complete facade. It's a joke. It's not true. It's an illusion. And the more we can recognize that, the more peace we're going to have whenever we're making a decision. So God gave you your your brain, your judgment, and he gave you the people around you who can advise you. So use those things, of course, um, but then bring it to prayer so that you can be consulting the most important person of all, asking God how he wants you to decide about this important thing. You can bring, even if you're stressing about it, if you have anxiety about it, if you're worried about it, if you're feeling tempted to kind of obsess over this thing, I think we all have times in our lives where we're maybe making a big decision or or facing um, a, a point in our lives where we need to make a decision one way or another. And it can be something that we're we're tempted to kind of obsess over in a really unhealthy way. And so when you find yourself in a situation like that, whenever you feel this little nudge toward worrying about it or stressing about it, turn that into a nudge toward prayer. Bring it to God. You know, say a prayer, submitting yourself to God's will and asking him to take care of it for you, to guide you, to give you clarity about the direction you should move in. So know that that God he he has will for you he has a plan for your life and you know the the degree to which you are connecting with him is the degree to which you're going to have clarity about the path that he wants you to walk on and the kinds of decisions he wants you to be making especially about these really important things not about like what to order off of the dinner menu but about these important things that we are sometimes so tempted to stress about all right number 3 do seek some advice, uh, a reasonable amount though, you know, I'm going to give you that caveat, like read the books about it, you know, visit the websites, do all the Google searching about whatever topic it is, seek advice from people. If you have a spiritual advisor, maybe talk to your husband, maybe talk to your mom or your dad about it, talk to a trusted friend about it, seek people's input and, and you know, do your research about it and, you know, so that you can be weighing the pros and cons of whatever decision you're facing. But Don't get into, I love this phrase, and I heard this phrase from Gretchen Rubin um, on the Happier podcast. Uh, It's called analysis paralysis, and I can so relate to this. (laughs) Immediately when I heard that phrase, I was like, oh, I know what that is, and I do that, where you can get stuck in this mode of analyzing something to death and never actually making a decision. So seek advice, read the books, do the research online. Um, read all the stuff. And, you know, if you have an analytical nature, then, yep, you're probably going to do more of that maybe than most people. But don't get stuck there. Don't get yourself paralyzed in, maybe there's one more thing I don't know, one more thing to research. And and when you're kind of researching a decision, you, you can kind of feel like, I'm making progress on, you know, making this decision. But no, you're actually not. You're, you're delaying, you're procrastinating making the decision. So, 
seek outside input, seek advice from other people, but at a reasonable level. (laughs) Okay. And then this next one relates to this, which is talk to people on both sides of this decision. Usually if you're looking to make a decision, um, it it might be between two different things. Like, do I take this job? Do I not take this job? Do I I work uh, part-time? Do I work full-time? Do I, um, you know, like, or do I homeschool my kids or do I send my kids to school or do I switch my kids school or do I move to another city or do I stay here? Talk to people that have done both of those things and have an open mind about hearing it because sometimes we kind of glamorize the unknown. Like, let's say you're making a decision to move to a new city and you're tired of where you are. You're tired of your your job or your husband's tired of his job or you're tired of your community for a number of different reasons. And what's tempting is to kind of fantasize about this new life that you might be living and gloss over all the unpleasant details that might be very much a part of that new place, you know, and assume that all the things that you're now suffering are going to be better in every way and that there won't be new problems. You know, I was talking with a friend recently who was kind of weighing the decision of whether or not to take a different job. And she was unhappy with her job for a, a number of reasons, her current job. And she said, but the thing is, and I totally agreed with this, she said, I just don't know, I don't know what what the problems are at this new place. Like it all looks shiny right now. It all looks great. And you're seeing this happy, shiny exterior of this new opportunity, perhaps. And yet you don't know the messiness behind it. And you do know the messiness of your current circumstances. And so comparing one thing that you know very well to something else that you don't know very well, maybe isn't quite right. So if you're thinking about changing companies, that example, maybe you want to talk to somebody who works there. Maybe um, you want to talk to somebody who lives in that new place. Or um, if you're you know, weighing education decisions for your kids, talk to people who send their kids to that school where you're, you're thinking about possibly sending your kids. Or if you're thinking about changing parishes, talk to people at the, the new parish and kind of get their, their input and their, their thoughts about the pros and cons of that particular place. Because there's no perfect place here on earth. There is no perfect decision here on earth. There are going to be good things and bad things about any one thing that you decide. So don't fall prey to that kind of temptation to glamorize the other because it's an unknown or because you're unhappy in your your current circumstances. So talk to somebody who's done it on both sides. All right, this next one um, that I want to mention for an idea, if you're trying to make a big decision, it's really helpful to write stuff down write down your lists. So if you're trying to decide between two different things and you're not sure which one is the best decision, just sit down and kind of brainstorm a list on each side, the pros and the cons of each decision. This is something that can be so helpful because I have done this before and I have found that, you know, one list was huge and the other list was very small. Like the pros were huge about a particular decision and or the and the the cons were very small. And so it became very clear to me that, oh, this is a good, good thing for me to do or a good decision for us to make. Or it might be the other way around. As you're writing things down, you become aware that you've glamorized something and it's sort of an unknown. And when you go to write it down, you don't really actually know the good things to write down, but you've got a list of potential negative things about about this new thing, this new decision that you might make. It can be very clarifying to put things in writing. Sometimes the biggest stress we have over making a big decision is that we can't really 
wrap our brains around what we're trying to analyze, right? Because it's all these like these random thoughts and ideas that are kind of swimming through our heads at random moments during the day and having this sudden worry or this sudden thought or this sudden experience and, you know, this, this sudden thought towards something positive or negative about the decision. And you feel like you can't really grasp it. So writing these things down is actually a really helpful exercise for this. And it might take you some time. You might make your lists and then hold on to them for a little bit and add over the course of a couple of days to them. And, you know, see where you stand then. It might just give you some great clarity. And if nothing else, these lists will give you something that you can share with somebody else and maybe ask for their input on the pros and cons of what you have listed for potential pros and cons of this decision that you're struggling to make. I did this once um, with my husband. I, I actually cannot remember what it was that I was trying to make a decision about, but I wrote out these lists and then I brought them to Dan. And let me tell you, ladies, he was so impressed with me <laughs> for actually doing something um, very analytical like that because that's not my nature. I am not a spreadsheet kind of person. And um, so he actually was very impressed with it, the fact that I did that. And it was actually helpful in in that conversation with him because it was rather than me going to him and just trying to you know, spill out all of these ideas and thoughts and feelings that I'm having about this thing that I'm stressing about. It it gave us material that was on the page right in front of us to talk about. And he could offer an opinion about the, the kinds of pros and cons that I had listed. So it gives you a tool, whether you're just going to use this for your own use or, or bring it in conversation with other people. It's a very tangible way of kind of wrapping your brain around this particular decision that you might be struggling with. Also, the one of the things that I, I find really helpful when I write things down is that problems feel smaller when you write them down sometimes. You know, like I remember one time um, when I was struggling with making a decision about a work situation and I, I wrote down like the, the cons about a, a particular situation that I possibly wanted to change. And when I looked at them, I was like, well, those are actually not a huge deal. <laughs> those actually, when they're written down, these little complaints that I have actually feel quite manageable. And yet I had kind of allowed them because I was kind of letting them just fester in my mind without writing them down. I'd allowed them to to take up more space than they deserved to take up in, in my heart and in my mind. So you might be pleasantly surprised in that way that things become easier to grasp and problems can seem smaller when you write them down, or at least they can feel more clear. They give you more clarity about it. Um, you know, a different way that I sometimes write things down that's very helpful is at the when I'm going through a very busy time, whether it's with personal life or work, like right now we're in the throes of planning a wedding for my daughter, Juliet, at the end of May. And at the end of the day, sometimes my head is absolutely spinning with all of these little tiny tasks. And an exercise that I sometimes use is I will take a blank piece of paper and I will just, but this is like at bedtime, before I go to bed, I'll write down every single one of those little niggling thoughts that's running through my head and threatening to destroy my peace or distract me. And we do this because we want to not forget anything. It's important, right? So, and I think women tend to do this more often than men do. It's kind of the one of the the ways that we tend to think is in all these little details and kind of in a stream of thought. 
Um, but I find it's really helpful to just sit down and just write everything down, actually write it on a piece of paper so that, yep, there's still probably a lot of stuff that I'm writing down, a lot of little things, but I'm not f- like kind of in the back of my mind thinking I'm going to forget about that thing. So I have to continue to think about that thing until I do that thing, which of course is not going to contribute to your piece. So um, that's one way that I like to write things down, but that, that can apply in a very similar way here where sometimes these things are just running through our heads kind of on this nonstop broken record in a way that really is costing us our peace in every moment of our days. And it it can be a way of kind of controlling that to write it down. And so, okay, you don't have to continue weighing that pro or that con about this particular decision. You've got it written down. You're not going to forget it. It is right there. And you can take a look at it and you can go back to it. You can pray about it. You can ask someone else's opinion about it, but you don't need to have it constantly running through your head. So making a list actually is a a very helpful exercise. And for those of us who don't naturally do that kind of thing, um, I I found it. I found it very eye-opening. The times when I've done this, that it really brings a lot of clarity to the situation. So write it down. All right. The last idea I want to share with you for when you're making a big decision is to just do it. The Nike slogan, just do it. Fish or cut bait. Decide already. Once you've done a reasonable level of research and talked to a reasonable number of people, then, you know, there there comes a point of diminishing returns with the, the level to which you're going to ruminate about something. So when you reach that point, and be honest about when you've reached that point, you need to make a decision. And it might be, you know, something that's kind of, you don't have a set deadline for it. But don't allow it to disturb your peace. Like the the kids schooling one is a great example of this. You might be deciding like, okay, should we homeschool our kids or not homeschool our kids? They're currently going to school and I don't know if I should bring them home and and homeschool them. Well, if you decide like right now that you're not going to homeschool your kids, say like, we'll revisit this in six months. And sometimes that's a very helpful thing to just either make the decision to do the thing or not. And if you're deciding not to do something, then you can, you know, put it on your calendar revisit this in six months, see where we're at, see if this is something we still want to consider doing, if you're not going to make that decision to make a change right now. And there's actually a lot of peace in that because it's not like you're saying no forever to something. It takes a little bit of the pressure off. And, you know, in six months from now, who knows where you'll be? Save your lists, by the way, the things that you've written down so that when you do revisit it, you'll have some clarity about what you're approaching there. But your circumstances might have changed and some of the, the problems that you were stressing about might have might have shifted your focus in a different direction. So just decide and then allow yourself to revisit it if that gives you some peace in the moment when you make that decision. Okay, those are my thoughts about when you're making a big decision. First, know that you can change your mind. Two, make sure you are praying about making this decision. Three, seek advice, read the books, do your research, a reasonable amount. Number four, talk to someone who's done both ways. Talk to people on both sides of what you're trying to decide. Number five, write it down, write a list, pros and cons, just to give you some clarity. And then finally, just do it. Stop ruminating, stop costing yourself your peace every day, and just make that decision already. 
All right. Um, the last thing I want to share with you before we go to a break here is I've, I've got this quote from St. Teresa of Avila that I stumbled across recently. And it's very appropriate when you're at a stage in your life where perhaps you're having some unrest. Maybe you are struggling. Maybe you are struggling with anxiety, with worry, when you're burdened by these feelings of needing to make a decision and feeling stressed by it. Um, I found that this was a, a quote that was really helpful for that. So I'm going to end this little segment with this quote. This is from St. Teresa of Avila. May today there be peace within. May you trust God that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. I hope that thought from St. Teresa of Avila brings you a little peace today if you are struggling with making a big decision. All right, we've got a little break coming up, but we've got more of the show after this break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Imagine this, you're walking down the street and a Christian at a table with a bunch of pamphlets ask you, have you been saved? What would you do? Would you know how to respond? Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Swafford, and I'm co-presenter along with Jeff Cavins in Ascension's new Great Adventure Bible Study, Romans, the Gospel of Salvation. In this study, we teach you the biblical foundations for the Catholic teaching on salvation, how to explain salvation quickly and easily to non-Christians, what St. Paul really meant by works not leading to salvation, and how we can enter more deeply into Christ. Paul's letter to the Romans has been at the center of reflection, conversion, and controversy from the very beginning, and it's widely considered his greatest work. I invite you to start a small group in your home or parish and embark on this great adventure. Romans, the Gospel of Salvation is available for pre-order right now and for purchase on September 1st, 2019. To order, visit ascensionpress.com. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or a listener question. And if you would like to send me an idea for this section of the show, you can email me danielle at daniellebean.com or send me a voice memo at that email address or connect with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is in the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast over at ascensionpress.com. Okay, this week I heard from Michelle, who um, she was writing in about um, the podcast I shared just before Easter, the one about ideas for Holy Week. And I shared in there about a recipe for resurrection rolls, which is kind of a fun recipe where you bake these rolls. And then when you open them up after they're baked, it's empty inside like the tomb. So it's a fun little Easter themed recipe to make. And um, this is what Michelle wrote to me. She said, Hi, Danielle, I have a fun backstory on the resurrection rolls recipe. Back in 1969, Mrs. Edna Holgram Walker created this recipe as part of the Pillsbury Bake Off contest with a grand prize of $25,000. She won the grand prize. Someone else then turned them into the whole resurrection role story, which is super cool too. The coolest part of the story, in my opinion, is that this woman became my step-grandma down the road. I just wanted to share this with you because it was so fun to hear you mention them in your podcast this week. I love tuning in weekly and especially love the Holy Week episode. Thank you for all that you do. Your podcast is what I call easy listening material because of your voice demeanor and always inspiring content. Blessed Triduum to you and yours, Michelle. 
Okay. Thank you so much, Michelle. I love knowing that you have a personal connection to that recipe. I heard from a few people on Instagram who tried out that recipe. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to the show notes for that episode about um, ideas for Holy Week. And there's a link in there to this very easy recipe using pre-made crescent dough crescent roll dough that um, to make these, I think it's like three ingredients total to make these rolls, kind of a fun little Easter project. And now if you're thinking, why is she talking about an Easter project? We had Easter already. It is still Easter. (laughs) So this is your reminder that it is still Easter. Easter lasts for 50 days. So you can go ahead and celebrate. You can go ahead and make the resurrection rolls. If you didn't get around to coloring eggs or doing a craft or doing a recipe, making that special dessert, then you absolutely still can do it. I think this long season of Easter is a wonderful opportunity to look for ways that you can kind of enhance your family life with things you might be doing. Maybe you'll go out for ice cream and remind everyone that it's still Easter and you're celebrating Easter or have a family movie night or make a special Uh, meal together or have a, a game night together. Look for opportunities to do things and continue to celebrate the Easter season. Michelle, I want to thank you for sharing that background on the Resurrection Rolls recipe. Thank you also for your kind comments about the the podcast. I'm so glad that you are listening. If you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. A great way that you can do that is leaving it a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on an Apple device, you can go into iTunes and leave a rating and review. Really does help put the show in front of more people's eyes so that we can grow our community of girlfriends here on the podcast. Uh, But if you listen on Spotify, you can leave reviews there as well. You can leave reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. But Even if you don't do that, you can let a friend know. Word of mouth is a powerful tool for evangelization. So let a friend know if you enjoy the podcast. Maybe text the link to a friend or share it on your social media. I am so grateful for all the ways that you encourage and support the work that we do right here on the Girlfriends Podcast. And most importantly, I am grateful for you being here today. I'm so grateful for your presence. I know there are many things vying for your time and attention. So I don't take for granted the privilege that I have that you share some of that time right here with me on the podcast. Thank you so much for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 